This is an adult education podcast of Lanier Technical College. If you are a lawful resident of the state of Georgia and are interested in more free lessons to improve your English or prepare for your high school equivalency diploma, such as the GED or HiSET, please visit our website, www.laniertech.edu. Click on Adult Education and follow the instructions. And now for our lesson. In our last math podcast about polynomials, we covered a lot of ideas and methods that we will take further in this lesson. The main topic we will cover today is the process of factorization or factoring. Factorization is a skill we need when we need to find a value or values for a variable like x. Typically, factorization is helpful to break a polynomial expression down into smaller and easier to understand factors. An example of a polynomial we used in the last lesson is x squared plus 4x plus 4. In that lesson, one idea we focused on was expanding parentheses or multiplying factors out into longer polynomial expressions. In this lesson, we will do the opposite. We will take long expressions and figure out how to break these down into their factors. You may recall our description of factors when we looked at the term 5x, which is made up of two factors multiplied together, 5 and x. So, how do we separate an expression like x squared plus 4x plus 4 into factors in the same way? Stick around for this podcast to find out exactly how we do this. In the description of this podcast, you'll see a link to download a handout for this lesson called m2math3handout.pdf. You can download and or print this handout to help you follow along with this lesson and see how we would write out the math problems we'll be looking at. You can see our first example, x squared plus 4x plus 4, under figure 1 on page 1 of the handout. Hello. My name is Hallam Pope, Adult Education Instructor at Linear Technical College, and today we will be learning about factorization. In this lesson, you will learn what factorization is and about a type of polynomial expression called a quadratic. We will cover how to factorize quadratic equations, and by the end of this lesson, you should have a better understanding of how we can move between expanded expressions and factorized expressions depending on what a question asks or what you need to figure out. Now, for a lot of people, understanding how learning a math concept can be useful is key. So, what makes factorization important in the real world? As we said before, a good understanding of mathematics is essential for anyone considering a career in a STEM field. Factorization is particularly important for those wishing to become scientists, computer programmers, or professionals in the financial industries, for example. An understanding of factorization can help us identify key points on line graphs or predict when a certain event is more likely to happen. It can let us know at what point a business venture may start to make money or the best way to divide something among multiple groups or individuals. And as usual, because factorization is such an important concept to grasp, questions about how to factor quadratics will also be on the GED or high school equivalency exam. So be sure to do your best to understand and practice factorization as much as possible. 
And with these things in mind, let's dive into factorization. In order to understand factorization, we first need to define a few things. Check figure 2 on page 1 of the handout for these examples. So, what is a factor? We already covered that the factors of 5x are 5 and x. That is, in order to make the term 5x, we can multiply 5 and x together. Similarly, if we take a number like 8, we could break this down into the two factors 2 and 4. If we multiply the factors 2 and 4 together, we get the term 8 as a product. So really, the idea of a factor is simple. A factor is what we multiply together to get a certain term. Now it's important to understand that we can have more than one set of factors that we can use to form a product or the number we end up with. For example, what are the factors of the number 12? What can we multiply together to get 12? Of course, to make 12, we could simply multiply 3 and 4. So 3 and 4 are factors of 12. But we could also multiply 2 and 6 to get 12, so 2 and 6 are also factors of 12. This is all relatively straightforward and easy when we are just dealing with positive integers or simple numbers like 12, 6, 4, 3, and 2, or when dealing with terms like 5x that can be easily separated into their factors. So let's throw this one out there. What are the factors of 2x squared? You can have a look at figure 3 on the handout to follow along. Find as many ways as you can to multiply numbers to reach 2x squared. Right, so to get 2x squared, we could multiply 2x and x, or we could multiply 2 with x squared. This means the possible factors of 2x squared are 2x, x, x squared or 2. Again, this is pretty simple. So what if we want to factorize multiple terms? What if we have 2x squared plus 3x as an expression that we want to factorize? This example can be seen on the handout under figure 4 on pages 1 and 2. We could try dividing both terms by 2. This would give us 2x squared divided by 2, which is x squared, and 3x divided by 2, which is 1.5x or 1.5x. Mm, this works, but it's maybe not that useful to us. We could also divide both terms by 3 to give 2 thirds x squared plus x, or 0.66x squared plus x. Again, this is fine, but it's not all that useful to us. Finally, we could divide each term by x. This would give us x, open parentheses, 2x plus 3, close parentheses. So once again, we have 2x squared plus 3x factorized into x, open parentheses, 2x plus 3, close parentheses. This way of factorizing can be more useful to us for one key reason, which we'll likely cover in a later lesson. But for now, just pay attention to the fact that taking that 1x out as a factor can be useful. Now, I'd like to revisit something we covered in the last podcast, which was a problem involving the expression open parentheses y plus 3, close parentheses, 
open parentheses, y plus 3, and close parentheses. From figure 12 of the last podcast handout. You can see this written out in figure 5, page 3 of the handout for this week's podcast. In that problem, we multiplied y plus 3 and y plus 3 out to give us the expanding expression y squared plus 6y plus 9. So we know how to multiply factors and expand parentheses to give us a full expanded expression. In fact, this type of expression with the highest exponent 2 found in y squared is what we call a quadratic polynomial expression. You can remember this by thinking of a quadrilateral as another name for a four-sided shape, like a square. Since that highest exponent is y squared, it is called a quadratic polynomial. Right, so y plus 3 multiplied by y plus 3 is y squared plus 6y plus 9. Got it. So, how would we figure out that y plus 3 times y plus 3 can be multiplied together to make our expression if all we have is y squared plus 6y plus 9. Confused? Let's take a look at another example. What about the expression y squared plus 5y plus 6? How do we find the factors of this quadratic expression? What two factors could we multiply together to get y squared plus 5y plus 6? Where do we start? What do we know? As usual, let's take this step by step. This example is figure 6, page 3 on the handout. So, let's look at y squared. What are the factors of y squared? Well, if we multiply y by y, we get y squared. So, we can solve the first step quite easily. So, what about 5y? What factors can we multiply to get 5y? There are many to consider. We could simply multiply 5y and 1, right? We could also multiply 5 and y to get 5y. Sure, why not? Mm, okay, let's come back to this 5y later. Then, what do we think about 6? What could we multiply together to make 6? We could do 6 times 1, sure. We could also do 2 times 3 to make 6. So 6, 3, 2, and 1 could all be factors of 6. Let's take a break from this expression, y squared plus 5y plus 6, and instead, let's call back to the problem we looked at in the last podcast, y plus 3 multiplied by y plus 3. Have a look at figure 7 starting on page 3 to follow along here. How did we expand this expression? Well, we first multiplied the y in the first set of parentheses and the y in the second set to get y squared. Then we multiplied the y in the first set by the 3 in the second set of parentheses and this gave us 3y. After this, we moved on to the 3 in the first set of parentheses and multiplied this by the y and 3 in the second set. This gave us another 3y and 3 times 3, which was 9. So, we pulled all our terms together to give y squared plus 3y plus 3y plus 9. We then grouped the like terms 3y and 3y 
and added them together to give 6y. And this is very important to remember here. Although we got y squared by multiplying y with y, and we got 9 by multiplying 3 and 3, we didn't get 6y by multiplying alone. We first multiplied 3 and y, and then another 3 and y to give 3y and 3y, which we added to make 6y. Are you still with me? So, with this new understanding, we'll go back to our newer expression, y squared plus 5y plus 6, seen in figure 8 on page 4 of the handout. And think about how we might make that 5y. Here, we don't simply multiply 5y and 1, or 5 and y, to make this number. We have to add two terms together. So, what can we add together to make 5y? We could do 4y plus y. Sure, that works. We could also do 3y plus 2y. And this is another possibility. So, how do we decide which factors to use in our answer? It's a process of elimination. First, we figure out what we know, and then we see what works and what doesn't. So, from the top, what are the factors of y squared plus 5y plus 6? We know y times y is y squared, so let's just go ahead and lock that in. So far, we can say that two factors are y and y. We could start noting this with open parentheses y, close parentheses, and again open parentheses y, and again close parentheses. Next, let's figure out what the factors of 6 are again. We could have 6 times 1 or 2 times 3. These are our two most obvious possibilities. And finally, we need to figure out the factors of 5y. Remembering that we need to add two terms together to make this 5y, we should pay attention to the coefficient 5. What do we add to make 5? Either 1 and 4, or 2 and 3. There are only two numbers that can be added here to make 5, and multiplied together to make 6, and that pair of numbers is 2 and 3. 2 plus 3 is 5, so 2y plus 3y is 5y, and 2 times 3 is 6. So, our factors here are 2 and 3. How do we write this in our answer? We can note this with open parentheses, y plus 2, close parentheses, open parentheses, y plus 3, close parentheses. So, the factors of y squared plus 5y plus 6 are y plus 2 and y plus 3. We can double check our answer is correct by expanding this answer. y times y is y squared, y times 3 is 3y, 2 times y is 2y, and 2 times 3 is 6. So we have y squared plus 3y plus 2y plus 6, and simplifying by adding that 3y and 2y, we have y squared plus 5y plus 6. Okay, so our answer works, and the factors of y squared plus 5y plus 6 are open parentheses, y plus 2, close parentheses, 
open parentheses, y plus 3, close parentheses. Let's go over another factorization problem to practice. So try this one. Factorize a squared plus 8a plus 15. You can find this problem under figure 9 on page 6 of the handout. What are the factors of a squared plus 8a plus 15? Remember what we said. We can start with the highest exponent, a squared, and we know we can multiply a by a to get a squared. So let's note that first. What's next? Well, I like to go to the constant next to see what we can multiply uh, here to get 15. Here we have two choices for how to make this with just integers. We could say 15 and 1, and 3 and 5. We can probably exclude what we call non-integer numbers like 7.5 with 2. Alright, so 15 and 1, or 3 and 5 are our options. Which pair can be added to make 8, and will give us our term 8a? 15 plus 1 is 16, so that doesn't work. Uh, but 3 plus 5 gives us 8. Bingo! So, our answer could be that open parentheses a plus 3, close parentheses, and open parentheses a plus 5, close parentheses, are the factors of a squared plus 8a plus 15. Before we move on, we can just double check our answer by expanding. We multiply a by a to give a squared, we multiply a by 5 to give 5a, we multiply 3 by a to give 3a, and we multiply 3 by 5 to give 15. This leaves us with a squared plus 5a plus 3a plus 15. We add the like terms, 3a and 5a, to give 8a, and we have our expanded expression exactly as it appears in the original question, a squared plus 8a plus 15. And we're done with another one, so perfect. Now, a nice formula you can use for factorizing and expanding quadratic polynomials is this, which you can see in figure 10, on page 8 of the handout. So, open parentheses, x plus a, close parentheses, open parentheses, x plus b, close parentheses, equals x squared plus cx plus d. And this is where c is equal to a plus b, and d is equal to a times b. Remember this relationship, and you will have an easier time with factorizing and expanding expressions. Now that you have the hang of factorizing, I want to go through just a few more examples. So, let's look at the following expression. b squared plus 2b minus 8. And you'll see this expression under figure 11 on page 8 on the handout. So, Try to factorize b squared plus 2b minus 8. We can, of course, start with b squared, so we have two factors, b and b. Then I suggest we skip over to that minus 8, 
And how do we factorize minus 8? Remember, in order to make a negative number from multiplication, we must multiply one negative number by a positive. So, to get minus 8, we could multiply minus 8 and 1, minus 1 and 8, minus 2 and 4, or minus 4 and 2. We need to figure out which one of these pairs can also be added and lead us to that plus 2b. So, what's minus 8b plus 1b? That's going to be minus 7b. No, not it. What about minus 1b plus 8b? That gives us plus 7b. Again, not what we're looking for. Minus 4b plus 2b gives us minus 2b. Mm, it's close, but we need a positive term here, remember. So it must be minus 2b plus 4b, which gives us plus 2b. So our expression b squared plus 2b minus 8 must come from b squared minus 2b plus 4b minus 8. This means we multiplied b by b to get b squared. We multiplied 4 by b to get 4b. Minus 2 by b to get minus 2b. And finally, minus 2 by 4 to give minus 8. To show these as factors, our answer is, open parentheses, b minus 2, close parentheses, open parentheses, b plus 4, close parentheses. Lastly, let's take a look at a difficult one and see how we do. So, factorize the expression 2c squared minus 8c plus 6. This example can be found in the handout under figure 12, page 10. So, what are the factors of 2c squared minus 8c plus 6? Now first, let's tackle that 2c squared. We can factorize this into 2c and c, since 2c times c is 2c squared. Now, let's look at how we could make that plus 6 constant on the end. But be careful here. Since we can see the middle term is minus 8c, we can assume that this 6 has at least one negative factor. To make minus 8c, we must have added a negative and positive number, or two negative numbers together. For example, minus 4 plus minus 4 is minus 8, and minus 10 plus positive 2 is minus 8. But our last number, 6, is a positive number. And since we know at least one of our factors has a negative number, this 6 must have two negative factors. When we multiply a negative number by a negative number, we get a positive. So what two negative numbers could we multiply to get 6? Again, we have options. It could be minus 6 and minus 1, or minus 2 and minus 3. So which pair of numbers could we add to make minus 8c? Minus 6 plus minus 1 is minus 7, not 8. And minus 2 plus minus 3 is minus 5. 
Again, not eight. Mm, what's going on? What can we do? Remember our original expression is 2c squared plus 8c plus 6. And inside one of our factors is a 2c. So what we're looking for here is a combination of negative numbers that multiply to make 6, and where one of these numbers multiplied by c plus another number multiplied by 2c will make minus 8c. So, what combination could result in minus 8c? Well, minus 6 times 2c plus minus 1 times c is minus 12c plus minus 1c, which is minus 13c, not minus 8c. What about minus 1 times 2c plus minus 6 times c? That is minus 2c plus minus 6c, which gives minus 8c. Mm, great, this is what we're looking for, but let's keep going. Minus 2 times 2c plus minus 3 times c gives minus 4c plus minus 3c, which is minus 7c. Mm, no. So, our last option, minus 3 times 2c plus minus 2 times c, which is minus 6c plus minus 2c, which is minus 8c, is another one of our answers. Complicated, I know. We can note these factors with the expression open parentheses 2c minus 2, close parentheses, open parentheses, c minus 3, close parentheses, we could also have the other answer of open parentheses, 2c minus 6, close parentheses, open parentheses, c minus 1, close parentheses. We could then, of course, check that our factors are correct by expanding the parentheses in our answer, which we won't do now, but this is something you might want to do if you have some extra time after answering all the questions in an exam. So, now that we understand how to expand and factorize expressions, let's go over why exactly these abilities are useful. First, why do we expand parentheses? This could be useful for a number of things, but a good example is to use an expression in a type of equation that we call a function. Now, functions are incredibly useful tools in mathematics. You can think of a function like a machine or a tool that performs a bunch of operations on whatever input you give it. And then it gives you the end product as an output. Think of a function like a bread oven. You put your dough, the input, in the oven, the function, and the oven heats it up, activates the yeast, and after some time, you pull out your bread, which is the output. You might see an equation that looks a bit like y equals x squared plus 4x plus 4. Follow along with this example with figure 13 on page 13 of the handout. We can also write this as a function, which we call f of x, where x is the input and y is the output. And if we give the input x equals 2 and plug it into the function, we will get 2 squared plus 4 times 2 plus 4 equals y. 
which is the same as 4 plus 8 plus 4, which is 16 altogether. So our output y is 16. Here, you can see that having the expression expanded helps us when we plug in the value of x, the input. That is x equals 2 here. So, what about factorization? How can factorizing and changing the form of an expression to show the factors help us? Well, this is especially helpful if we want to find out the value or values of x. Maybe we already know the output. We know what y is. We can smell the fresh bread in the kitchen. But we're not sure about the input or the ingredients. And factorizing can help us here. To follow along with this next one, head to figure 14 on handout page 14. One way we can figure out the value of x is to set the factorized expression as equal to 0. So we might say x squared plus 4x plus 4 equals 0. Well, if we factorize the left side of the equation, we get open parentheses x plus 2 close parentheses open parentheses, x plus 2, close parentheses, equals 0. Well, now we know that at least one of these factors is equal to 0. It's either 0 times x plus 2, or x plus 2 times 0, or even 0 times 0 equals 0. For one of our factors of x plus 2 to equal 0, this must mean x is minus 2, since minus 2 plus 2 is 0. This tells us that when x is minus 2, y is 0. This could be really helpful information to know, and has all kinds of applications in science, economics, business, and programming, especially when we are visualizing equations on graphs, trying to find exact measurements or quantities, and a whole host of other problems. Now, there are other ways to solve quadratic equations, such as by using the quadratic formula, which we may cover in another lesson. For now, we can focus on the hows of factorizing and expanding, but you will surely find many whys if you continue to study mathematics. With that, we are reaching the end of today's lesson. Before we leave, let's quickly recap what we covered. We had another look at the parts of a polynomial expression, terms, variables, constants, coefficients, and exponents. We identified a common type of polynomial expression, a quadratic. Quadratic equations are polynomials with a highest exponent of 2, or terms like x squared, a squared, etc. We covered how to factorize terms, including simple integer numbers like 8 or 12, simple terms with variables like 5x, and we focused on factorizing whole quadratic polynomial expressions. We defined factors as numbers or variables we can multiply together to make any one term. Remember, when we factorize a quadratic expression, like y squared plus 5y plus 6, we can start by finding the factors of the term with the highest exponent. That would be y squared here. 
we can usually assume that the factors of y squared would be y and y, since these multiply together to make y squared. And so we can write in each y into its own pair of parentheses. We then need to figure out what we can add together to make the second term here 5y and what we can multiply together to make the last term here, the constant 6. Usually with simple numbers like these, this is a process of trial and error. It's often easier to find the factors of the constant 6 and we know that 2 multiplied by 3 is 6. We also know 2 plus 3 is 5. So 2y plus 3y is 5y. This means that we have our answer and our factors can be written as open parentheses y plus 2, close parentheses, open parentheses y plus 3, close parentheses. Watch out for trickier expressions that may have factors with negative numbers or factors with terms that have variables with coefficients, like our example with 2c squared. Also, remember how negative numbers work when we multiply them. A negative number multiplied by a positive number gives us a negative number, but a negative number multiplied by another negative number gives us a positive number. So, be very aware of this when trying to find factors of quadratic polynomials. And finally, remember why we expand parentheses and factorize expressions. One example of why we may want to expand an expression is to use it as an equation or a function. If we know the value of x, we can put this value into an expanded equation to find the value of y. On the other hand, if we want to know the values of x, we can factorize an expression and set y to 0. This way, we can find the value of x when y is 0, and this is really helpful when working with line graphs. As we like to say, one main key to solving math problems is practice. Keep doing practice problems to build confidence and feel a little more ready for any tests, and again, you can find many factorization problems out there on websites or in textbooks for a little more practice. And with that, I hope you found this lesson on factorization helpful. My name is Hallam Pope. Thank you for listening, and until next time. This concludes the lesson. Please make a note of the time, complete your log sheet, and turn your log in to your instructor at the end of the week. Then complete the follow-up activities assigned by your instructor or in your course module. This podcast has been a production of Lanier Technical College Adult Education.